Hi, this is Kim, your host with Pivot and Thrive. Today, I am privileged to speak with my friend and a business associate, Cheryl Collins. She's a small business owner with Cheryl Collins Home, Inc. and Coldwell Banker. Well, thank you, Kim. I am very happy to be here today. It's great. You um, you come from back east, right? Exactly. I'm from um, Dayton, Ohio, between Dayton and Cincinnati area uh, in um, the Midwest. So, who have been getting tons of snow? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and my I have one, um, and my kids are teachers. So they're high school teachers, and um, one's in in Miamisburg, Ohio, which is just south of Dayton, and the other one is in Lexington, Kentucky. Um, so um, they've been dealing with this um, COVID, learning from home, to having their kids log uh. in. Like, are and uh, um, Chris, my youngest one, has had more in class in in the building classes than Kentucky has had. So it's just very different than only being a couple hundred miles apart. Um, but anyway, but yeah, yeah, I know the differences here, even within San Diego County, with some kids who are in school in the elementary level, and then in other areas they're not. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so you did not do real estate back there, right? I did not. Um, I did. A, I worked um, for 30 years with Macy's. Um, Macy's.com for the last 15. I was in the stores for the first 15 years. Um, I had. I started as a part-time um, four days a week in men's fragrances in the late 80s, early 90s when Everybody and their brother wanted wanted the designer fragrances, so we did quite well um, doing that, and it worked well raising kids. Um, so, because I could be flexible with what they had going on at school, and then um, in 2015, I decided I always wanted to do real estate. My ex husband and I had custom built three or four homes while we were there in Ohio. And I loved it. Um, I wanted to go into real estate then, but circumstances were um, such as that it was better for me to stay with Macy's at the time, which was amazing. They um, helped grow and develop me as a salesperson and as management. Um, so I was management for the last 15 years as well. So I thought, well, I could retire after 30 years and I could move to Southern California, which I'd been to about 20 times over the last um, <laughs> 20 years. I loved it here. So took a leap of faith, moved here, got my real estate license, and have been here ever since. This is my, now my sixth year here. Wow. It's a pretty perfect place here. It is beautiful. <laughs> yeah. The weather is pretty nice. I'm sure your boys don't want to know just how nice yeah. it is here. It's pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, with real estate, do you feel like, um, what you learned through Macy's helped you? Absolutely. It's real estate, which some, um, don't really understand. It's a customer service industry. And, and, you know, Kim, um, the, the connection with the seller, the buyer, um, it's all relationship based. And you just, I do everything I can to help everybody make their job easier. Uh, And that's just the way I handle life in general. If I can help, I will. 
for example, today <laughs> I was down at my um, uh, a listing that I sold. My clients are moving out this weekend, and they needed some holes patched. So I went down and patched some holes for them. They wow. were a little small. So, but you know, that's it. I didn't have to do it. But I said, well, if I can do this and save you from hiring a handyman, I'm going to do it. Um, so, and it, I was there for 30 minutes <laughs> and got it all done. They were happy. Um, and so they're moving in to uh, up here in Oceanside where it's cooler. Um, they were in um, um, Rancho Bernardo where it's much hotter. Um, and they wanted to get away from the heat. So they're moving up to cool Oceanside renovated their new home so it's going to be ready this weekend for them to move in that's nice that's awfully nice of you to go the extra mile for them well thank you yeah i i it just makes me feel good about it (laughs) and my clients were happy so that's all it's all about making my clients happy that's nice what what do you enjoy about doing real estate um the Actually, the communication and talking to people and finding out what their real needs are, it's, like I said, it's more relationship-based than some agents. Not every agent does this. They're more transactional. I am more relationship-based, um, where I want to make sure they're happy where they're going, the, the buyer of their property is happy that they're moving there, everything is done. Um, fall, tie up all the loose ends that need to be done. So at close best everybody's good. That's Super nice. Happy. So what did you have to do to prepare to go into real estate? Oh, um, well, it, I did all the courses I took online while I was working full time at Macy's for California because every state has different licensing programs. Um, so I knew I was moving to California, so I signed up for the California licensing program. It took me about three months to do that as well. Um, and then I came out here, um, found a place to live, um, and scheduled my test, which was going to be the following month in February of 2015. And took my test the first time, passed the first time, and then um, I'd already affiliated with Cobalt Banker in Carlsbad. And um, so but it took about six months to get my have my first transaction because one thing you, I didn't realize of being out of state, I didn't know enough about the local area, even though I drove around, did open houses, you know, did all this stuff to learn fast. Um, but that's when, once I got more comfortable with the process, that's when people trusted me to help me with find their homes. I was a buyer's agent for the first um, maybe six or eight months. Um, once I got in production, then I became more of a listing agent. And it would go back and forth. I can do listings and be, be a uh, seller's agent and be a buyer's agent. So I enjoy both of them. They're both kind of fun because they're all relationship-based. Yeah, that's nice. Um, and I, I didn't really think about that if somebody's relocating, which a lot of people do when they're getting ready to retire, they relocate somewhere else, um, downsize or, or just go to their dream location. But to start up from scratch might take a little longer than some people realize if, if this is something that they would like to go into. Right, right. And that's part of the reason why I joined the 
Chamber of Commerce to help build those relationships with other um, small business owners. And that's been a lot of fun um, being a part of the Carlsbad Chamber of Commerce. And um, and then I recently joined a Rotary in La Jolla, of all places. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, and that, that's been fun. Um, we've been doing Zoom meetings with that as well. Um, but it's gotten to know some really good people. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. I'm glad you're enjoying it. And because you are forced to get out and know people, that's nice. You're not sitting there isolated during this pandemic. You've got exactly. lots of connections. Yeah, because I wasn't allowed. Open health is what got me started um, in the business. That's where I met my clients. And then we could, I haven't been able to do an open health for a year now. Oh. Uh, so that kind of shut down a big part of my, about 50% of my business. So it was a little tough. That's when I decided, well, why don't I spend this time to study for my broker's license? So that's what I'm in process of doing. Okay, so um, that's next for you is a broker's mm-hmm. license? Okay, so can yeah. you explain to me what that is exactly? How does that benefit you? That benefits me by the extra knowledge because there is a 350 hours of additional training needed. So I can now counsel people almost on any part of their transaction with ease. Um, and also that allows me to become, if I wanted to separate from Coldwell Banker and have my own business, I can my own real estate business, but not that I want to separate from Coldwell Banker because they've been very good to me um, throughout my tenure. But um, if I wanted to at some point or hire additional agents, I'm actually tutoring or coaching um, a young gentleman right now who wants to get into real estate. So I am actually mentoring him um, to get him better prepared than I was when I to it. So it's all about giving back. Yeah, exactly. And you're teaching other people, which is wonderful, passing on your knowledge. Yeah. And also you're helping yourself, aren't you? By if you have people who know how to help you and know how you want things done, then maybe you can free up some of your time to pursue some other things while growing your business. Yeah. If I'd like to get into property management, possibly, um, which I can only do that as a broker. I see. Okay. So this really, once you go down this line, you can really open up a lot of possibilities for yourself for multiple streams of income. Exactly. And since I'm incorporated, I can start new businesses as DBA, doing business as. Um, so I can, if I have a contractor that wants to start under under me and just do all of all of the fixes and the clients buyers and sellers need to their homes. That's something I'm thinking about doing in the future as well. Um, Yeah. Because I understand um, from custom building homes, I understand the nets and bolts of a home um, that most people do not know. um, That that things that they appear to them to be this big, huge thing, um, like putting a GSBI plug in the kitchen, which is actually really easy as long as you turn the electric off before you start messing with it. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That, that, I, I had no idea how much you could do once you had a real estate license and once you got started. That's really amazing what you could do. It really is. It's the, the, it's the most really successful 
realtors have like two or three businesses running under their umbrella. Mm. That's really neat. Um, now, to me, if I think about being a realtor, it occurs to me I'm going to be on call almost 24 hours a day with clients. Is that is that true? Not really. Most of them, uh, most of my clients don't contact me till nine o'clock in the morning, and most of the most of the communication ends about six or seven o'clock at night because um, they also have lives that they have to live. Uh, now, if there's something, a lot of my clients, believe it or not, will text me or email me, and that I can respond back real quick. If, and if I'm asleep, I'm asleep. <laughs> I don't respect. But I haven't had anybody call me past seven o'clock in like years um, because they all have life that they want to see. Plus, it gets dark here. You can't see a home when it gets dark. Um, so if I schedule somebody in to see a home, it's usually eight during their lunch hour or after they get off work um, while it's still daylight. I or on the my first house that my ex-husband and I purchased uh, we wanted a big yard and my realtor called me and she said, you've got to come see this place. It's really big, but it was, I think nine o'clock at night when we got there and it looked like it was pretty big, but we didn't really know. And so uh, we bought it. We we bought it. We weren't really sure how big it was. So you can buy them in the dark. I know that you can't buy them in the dark. It's not ideal. You can't. It's not ideal. No. Uh, I would have scheduled you back in sometime during the day. Cause what you had to go, the also, when you when you get into escrow um, or you know purchase a home, then you have to go back for home inspection and any kind of other inspections you want. So you get to see the house like at least three or four times and spend some time in it before the close of escrow. So that way, if anything bubbles up that you didn't weren't aware of and the seller wasn't willing to fix, then you were like, oh, that's too much more than I can do. That's when people change their minds about a property. But 90% of the time, they're super happy and it worked out beautifully. Yeah, we were happy. It was an Oceanside and just the size of the lot was so unusual for this area. We were really pleased with what we got. I do remember talking to the sellers at nine o'clock at night. And I said, where does the sun come in here? I was a little disoriented. And I said, where does the sun come in? And they said, we don't know. I said, how have you lived here three years and you don't know where the sun comes in? But they had no idea. So that was very important to me. Land's worth a lot here. It is. It is. It's never going to go down. So, you know, anything in Southern California, even though we've had huge, um, some significant price increases in the last year because of COVID, it's, it doesn't doesn't lose value like internal communities in the United States um, lose more value um, than they did here, even during the 2008 downturn. And we came back first and um, we are still, it's highly desired. It's the only coastal Mediterranean climate in the continental United States. Mm. Yeah, it's it's pretty nice. It's a nice place to live. It's expensive, but it's a nice place to live. So I could see that you will not be short of work here. Exactly. <laughs> we just need more listing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not I'm not listing. So <laughs> Yeah. But if you friends that are thinking about possibly selling and maybe they're going to relocate somewhere, you know, somewhere yes. else where they can take their profits 
and and move somewhere else and put the money in the, the profit in the bank. Um, now is the time to do it. We do not know what's going to happen this summer with um, the forbearance um, that the government has given on renters and owners and with mortgages. Mm. And, then, and we could have, even though the people that own a home are probably still going to make money on it, even if they haven't made a payment in a year, um, because most lenders just tacked another year at the end of their, at the end of their loan. So they had a 30 year loan. They're in year five. So and that normally they would have had 25 years to pay on their loan. Now they've got 26. Oh, I see. Um, as long as they've got have income coming in. Um, and so there's going to be a lot of variables. We could have more inventory this time next year than we have right now. Yeah, that would seem like a natural progression to go that way because I know it has been stark for realtors right now to have inventory and things seem like once they go on the market, they're gone. Right, there's. Five, I had just had a listing um, of a 2018 build, a condo in Oceanside. I went on the market. They only owned it for a year and a half. Went on the market um, on a Sunday. We were in escrow by Tuesday. We had six offers. Would have had eight, wow. but two went to get into multiple offers. So we actually sold it $21,000 over list price. Um, and it it appraised. And it was a VA loan. So that was, it was, it was a lot of fun for my sellers because they actually were worried they weren't going to come out clear because they were relocating to Colorado. But they actually made money on the property in a year and a half. That's great. That's a good investment. Yeah. And it, it, it takes skill as a realtor to be able to manage through that proper process of multiple agents. I shared my multiple agents and offer sheet. With everybody at Coldwell Banker, they loved it, the process um, that I created. So it's awesome, and there's an easy way to present so you don't confuse your sellers. Um, and they know they usually can accept an offer because what I coached all of my all of my um, the agents that were putting in offers is bring us your highest and best the first time because we want to accept one offer and not go into multiple offers. So that's what they did. That's great. I love your enthusiasm. I mean, you just oh, seem like you really love real estate. It's not just a job. You really love it. it. I, it's a lifestyle for me. It's so much fun. And it, I like, I like making people happy um, with their purchase. It's a, the largest purchase they'll ever make in their lifetime. True. I mean, happy car is number two. Um, but um, where you live in, is so important. Yeah, especially now, this year, you know, with the yeah. pandemic, where you live is really can, I'm sure, help you get through this time. If you're in right. a good spot, you feel happy where you are. Through a lot of people realizing that's why there's so many buyers right now, because they realize their house is too small to have a home office and raise their kids and have their pets. Yeah. <laughs> On Zoom calls, <laughs> so they need a little bit bigger home that has a dedicated office, and that's what, or one more bedroom so that that could be a dedicated space. They haven't spent it, so they saved it, so they're using it to buy these houses. Um, so that's where that's where the extra funds came from. I see. Okay, that's that's good. I'm, you know, I know a lot. Not everybody 
lost their job. Not everybody has fallen apart during this, but that's not what the news covers. So, but it's nice to know there's a lot of people still doing well and thriving yeah. in this environment, which is great. What are your, do, is this something you plan to do forever or what's your plan? Forever. Forever. Okay. And to scale down to maybe, you know, working, doing this part time. But if I set myself up properly, then I can, I like the, the um, young man that I'm um, coaching and developing, I'm planning on him to take over my business and push it to the next level with the two of us together. And then me back off and he just goes forward with it. A really um, robust business in real estate. So that's, that's kind of my plan right now. And he seems all on board with it. That's really cool. Yeah. It's nice to have that confidence that you know what you're doing next. It's great. <laughs> Yeah, took a couple of years, but now I kind of I got it. <laughs> yeah, nothing's instant. What tips would you have for people who um, are approaching retirement or they already have retired, but now they're thinking this might be something that they would like to do? What advice would you have for them? Um, I My advice is um, to not get upset if they decide to go into real estate if their friends don't automatically use them. That is mm. one of the things that um, when you're new in a real estate, people don't have the trust level that they, they have. They trust you as a friend, but not as me. <laughs> that is one of the hiccups. So, and not get upset, but push through because you will get those clients that will will use you, and then then all of your friends will start using you too. So it all kind of pours in after you get a couple of um, home sales under your belt. Okay. That's good advice. I think so. If I've seen it. Okay. <laughs> I experienced it firsthand. <laughs> it was painful. Yeah. I, I mean, that makes sense. And I think if you start a new adventure and you're planning on piggybacking on your friend in any adventure, that's it's, it's tough. So yeah. it's nice to have your own thing, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, um, what's next for you then? You've, you're studying for your broker's test? Yes. Yes. And so I hope to have that done by summer. I'm not knowing with COVID how backed up they are on the testing process. It's, uh, the tests are taken down in San Diego. Um, so that's, and once I put in my application, I'll know when I can take my test and, um, and get through that piece of it. So, and then just continue on. We've had a good January. Um, so just trying to build it out more um, to have this year wind up strong. Oh, I'm glad. That's really great. Well, I would like to thank you for coming on with me today, Cheryl, and I'm going to include your website and your contact information in our show notes so people can find you in case you are thinking of buying or selling a home in the Oceanside California area, Southern California. Um, Cheryl's a really great person to talk to. I have worked with her within a, a state home that we were trying to sell and it was a real challenge, but Cheryl stuck with it and we came in way over asking price, which was awesome. But she just is, she's just this upbeat, just who you're hearing right now. This is the way she is through everything. So there's a crisis and Cheryl comes in there and she's all bubbly and cheerful and and just makes you feel better. She holds your hand as you go through it. So I, I highly recommend her. And so I will I will give your information in here in the show notes so people can find you. 
Thank you so much, Tam. It's my pleasure speaking with you and um, and being your friend on top of that. <laughs> thank you. I feel the same way. So thank you for listening. This is Kim Shea with Pivot and Thrive. And it's been great having you here to listen to us. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Pivot and Thrive. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you know anybody who you think would be a great subject for this podcast, please have them contact me. They can go to my website, retirementpurposecoach.com. And at the bottom of that front page, there is a contact section and they can just reach me right there. I'd love to hear from them. I am a certified retirement coach. So if you need any help from me with your retirement so that you have your own success story, you can contact me there as well. I'd like to thank Bokuwa and Wizzy2K for the use of their song, Will You Stay With Me? I have the link to that song in the show notes. Have an excellent rest of your day, whatever it is that you're doing. I hope it's purposeful. You'll enjoy your life so much better if that's your focus. Bye for now. Because of you.